0: You can listen to The Front on your smart speaker every morning. To hear the latest episode, just say, play the news from The Australian. From The Australian, here's what's on The Front. I'm Kristen Amiot. It's Monday, May 22. Building and mining lobbyists say government consultation on proposed industrial relations reforms is a sham. They promise to wage war on the Albanese government if self-employed tradies, truckies, and engineers are captured by a controversial update being pushed by the sector's unions. Liberal MP Julian Lisa has been busy since resigning from the shadow cabinet in April. He's been spooking the benefits of a last-minute alteration to the constitutional amendment of a voice to Parliament to Indigenous leaders. Mr Lisa says he believes the amendment will put a voice referendum on stronger electoral footing. Australia's alliance with the United States officially has a third pillar and it's all about climate action. Meeting with President Joe Biden on the sidelines of the G7 summit, Prime Minister Anthony Albanese secured a deal that will see Australian companies take a slice of Washington's multi-billion dollar inflation reduction act. In today's episode, what the landmark deal means for Australia's clean energy future. It was one of the most consequential meetings of the world's liberal democracies in recent memory. The Group of Seven, or G7, is an intergovernmental forum held most years. Its members are Canada, France, Germany, Italy, Japan, the United Kingdom and the United States. The European Union is a non-enumerated member too. The G7 met in Hiroshima over the weekend to discuss everything from Russia's invasion of Ukraine to climate action and increasing economic coercion by China. Australian Prime Minister Anthony Albanese was there too. He attended as what's called an outreach partner at the invitation of Japanese PM Fumio Kishida.
1: A seat at the table means that Australia can have our say. And Australia as a country whose word can be trusted, a trading nation that respects the rule of law, that respects our international obligations. Over the next few days, I look forward to having a range of...
0: Discussions. Albanese capitalised on the opportunity to meet with his fellow QUAD leaders, Kishida, Indian PM Narendra Modi and US President Joe Biden. The QUAD is shorthand for Quadrilateral Security Dialogue. It's a strategic agreement between Australia, Japan, India and the US. It's different to the G7, but it makes sense for that meeting to happen on the sidelines, given that three quarters of the Quad was already going to be in Japan. And it's especially timely after President Biden cancelled his planned trip to Sydney for the scheduled Quad leaders meeting at the 11th hour. You could say he had bigger fish to fry. The President was needed in Washington for negotiations over the nation's debt ceiling. For what it's worth, Biden shared a profuse apology for the mess around.
1: And again, I truly apologize to you for uh, having you to come here rather than me being in Australia right now. Uh, But we have a little thing going on at home I gotta pay attention to. So uh, thank you very much, and the floor is yours, sir.
0: But scheduling conflicts and G7 status aside, Australia has done well out of this assembly of leaders. The biggest win came in the form of a landmark climate deal with the United States. The agreement is called the Climate Critical Minerals and Clean Energy Transformation Compact, which is a bit of a mouthful, but it's a big deal. So big, in fact, that it represents the largest climate action by any country ever. And now Australia is officially along for the ride.
1: Climate change is an existential threat. And what we understand is that it's an important component of our national security. And that's why it is an important component, an essential part of our alliance.
0: Here's The Australian's North Asia correspondent, Will Glasgow. He was in Hiroshima to cover the G7 and Quad meetings.
2: The main thing to know about it is, is that it's enormous. It's the signature policy of the Biden administration. But what it's actually been used to do is shoehorn all the different clean energy and green development projects that President Biden and his administration wanted to get passed and it's now a subsidy program that's worth half a trillion Australian dollars or more than 300 billion American dollars. The scale is extraordinary.
0: Following the announcement, the PM revealed he personally asked President Biden to ensure Australia wasn't cut out of the landmark climate agreement back in April.
2: the great fear is being cut out of it right and to be honest there's still some concern about what the inflation reduction act will mean for parts of the australian economy but this is such a huge spend of money and support for American industry, but also people doing industry in America. So Australian businesses, they're really attracted to this program. They're eligible for subsidies so they can move, relocate and invest in America. So they might find that being based in America is much more profitable than being based in Australia. We have to get more detail on this, and it's clear that it's going to be beneficial Unquestionably, for the critical minerals industry, critical resources industry in Australia. And this is going to allow or increase the ability of Australian companies to receive investment that's linked to or even receiving subsidies from the Inflation Reduction Act. Hydrogen's less clear. The Prime Minister spoke about it being beneficial for Australian hydrogen. Now, I think it's right to say that this deal's better than not having a deal. This deal will see Australia work with America so that if Australian hydrogen industry is really being hurt by the Inflation Reduction Act, the Biden administration should be receptive to that and look at ways perhaps to tinker it. So. The intention is to stop the flow of capital out of Australia. And look, before this was announced, the biggest player in the Australian hydrogen industry, Andrew Forrest, had said he was seeing that happening. Now, already his company's speaking in a much more measured way after this. So I think we'll have to watch the capital flows. That will be the proof in what this thing does. But the prime minister at least is saying this is going to address that.
0: The clean energy deal was met with largely positive reactions from the opposition and business leaders back home. Shadow Foreign Affairs spokesman Simon Birmingham says these types of relationships are pivotal in reaching our net zero goals.
1: And that is what the United States under President Biden and through his Inflation Reduction Act is in particular doing investing significantly in lower cost technologies to help enable the transition to net zero Uh, and it's critical for Australia to be part of that journey as we are already with a number of other nations through such cooperative arrangements.
0: But not everyone's convinced it's for the best. Japanese PM Kishida voiced concerns about Australia's ability to continue supplying gas to Japan as the transition to renewables gathers pace. That's because Japan is reliant on Australia for energy, and especially so since it stopped buying gas from Russia.
2: What Japan's worried about is policymaking in Canberra that it thinks from its perspective as a major energy importer, that policies in Canberra may be so focused on future sources of energy at the expense of current energy that fuels Japan's economy. They will like this deal, likely, that the Australians are working with the Americans on clean energy. They want green hydrogen to boom. It's just, at the moment, green hydrogen doesn't make commercial sense, and getting it from Australia to Japan on a boat, again, hasn't happened in any commercially viable way. So what happens in Canberra really, really matters to them. We've been told by the Prime Minister's office After he met with Prime Minister Kushida, it came up and they said he assured Prime Minister Kushida that Australia would be a reliable supplier. Now, we're still to hear from the Japanese if they were reassured. But Prime Minister Albanese, did his best in that room to reassure them.
0: The Prime Minister says climate change is a national security issue. We'll have more on that important part of the G7 puzzle after this short break. Prime Minister had a busy weekend adding pillars to our nation's alliance with the United States. On top of the landmark climate deal that will see our two nations collaborate on the transition to clean energy, Australia has also been recognised as a domestic source in the United States' defence industrial base. That means we'll be called on to help manufacture critical military equipment for the US, but it's different again to the manufacturing we'll be doing under the historic AUKUS agreement that was struck back in 2021.
1: And I want to say that I appreciate very much uh, the issue that I raised with you in San Diego has been progressed through your support for Congress, ensuring that Australia is a domestic source under the Defence Production Act. That's really important.
0: Here's Will Glasgow again.
2: It's about the American defense industry and the American defense department having a reliable, secure supply of those things that are coming from countries that it trusts, right? And Australia as an ally is top of that list. And also just as a resources superpower, Australia is full of these rare earths and critical minerals. So if it's signed off, it would allow... American investment into Australian industry in those sectors, but doing it for national defence reasons. It would eventually mean America could buy defence goods from Australia. At the moment, Australia doesn't produce anything that the Americans don't produce a lot better and in a lot bigger uh, numbers, right? So at the moment, that's pie in the sky stuff, if it actually happened. Conceivably, the Americans could also put in an order for missiles produced in Australia. They could actually make Australia part of their world armament industry.
0: The G7, the unofficial Quad leaders meeting and deal after historic deal between Australia and the US has all taken place under China's watchful eye. And it's safe to say Beijing isn't happy about any of the action from Hiroshima. In fact, President Xi Jinping was so put out that he hosted his own summit in the former imperial capital of Xi'an. In attendance were members of China's controversial Belt and Road Initiative, Kazakhstan, Kyrgyzstan, Tajikistan, Turkmenistan, and Uzbekistan.
2: In the lead up to this weekend in Hiroshima, the Chinese just couldn't have been clearer. They warned the G7 not to say the things that the G7 did say. The Chinese are, I think, rightly worried about the profound alignment you saw this weekend at the G7 in Hiroshima and at the quad meeting, which is also held here. I think this weekend is the most coordinated, the most aligned, the world's strongest liberal democracies have ever been in dealing with China and profound things happened there. But of course, that big change in the G7 has been hurried along by Russia's invasion of Ukraine and China's quite disturbing relationship with Russia. This weekend, that partnerships had a big consequence for China and this weekend, there's a lot more reason for China to be unhappy.
0: Will Glasgow is the Australian's North Asia correspondent. A board of inquiry into the ACT's criminal justice system continues in Canberra today, with senior police expected to enter the witness box. Subscribers to The Australian get first access to all our coverage anytime at theaustralian.com.au.